This episode of the Word Bros Podcast is brought to you by Creative Contract Consulting. CreativeContractConsulting.com. No, go ahead and talk. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. Welcome to another edition of Word Bros. I'm Kevin Cuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm all friends. Hey, how's it going? We're, we're here to bring you all the, the rising stars and hottest takes in comics and stuff like that. And That's all what we're doing. It's true. And all that stuff that Kevin just kind of quickly breezed through. <laughs> brought to you by the fine, fine people at Creative Contract Consulting. Go to creativecontractconsulting.com. And you, yes, you can have, you can hire your own lawyer because, yo, Tribe Call Quest said it best. Industry rule number 4,080. These people, some of them are shady. So kids watch your back and we can recommend our man, our dude, our number one guy, Gamal Hennessy. He can be the guy watching your back. He can read over your contracts. He can do all this stuff. It's a really great service, creativecontractconsulting.com. Go there and uh, schedule yourself an appointment. Have have him look over your have him look over your contract. He gives out um what is it? Free free uh, consultations if you're going to sign up. It's pretty cool, man, so you can stay on top of your contract cuz you don't want to sign a bad. You don't want to sign a bad contract. No one wants to sign a bad contract, and that's what Kamal Hennessy keeps you from doing. So go there, mention the word bros and you will get Kamal's Fine advice. Make sure you mention the Word Bros podcast. Yeah. Who's on the podcast today, Kevin? Mario Candelaria and Andy Michaels. Yeah, they are talking about their Kickstarter that just launched today. They're running a Kickstarter for a book called Fogline that is just it's it's a great idea. And I'm not going to diminish the idea by saying like, oh, I wish I would have thought of that because I never would have thought of this in a million years. And I think that's another reason why I dig it so much. Um, because I really enjoy things that I can't come up with, like this, the idea of something like that. I never would have thought of that in a million years. It's a really creative idea. It's a comic uh, that's about like a murder mystery podcast. Like, you know, those true crime podcasts that everybody be loving. Mm-hmm. This is a comic that takes place in one of those worlds. I don't want to talk about it too much. Let's let the creators talk and discuss about it because they know more about it than we do. So let's talk to Mario and Andy from Fogline. <laughs> So this week on the pod, we have two very special guests. We have Mario Calandrola. Did I, I know I pronounced that wrong. Mario, what's your last name? Close enough, man. I'll take what I can get. Cal- it's, uh, Candelaria. Can- <laughs> Mario Caligula. Caligula. Mario Candelaria. There it is. Emperor I of comics. I always butcher it the first time. I apologize. Candelaria. Right. And we have a good guy with a good, solid American fucking radio guy named Andy Michael is here on the phone. Hello, Andy Michael. Urga, urga. Woo-hoo. You got one <laughs> of this. Good morning. You got one of this. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was. I mean, I would, I would listen to this morning show. Hey, traffic on the nights. Traffic and weather together. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh. so yeah dude so you guys are uh 
you guys are promoting that hot Kickstarter you got there for that fog line book, huh? Yeah, it's uh, it's quite a chore. <laughs> oh, come on. First off, I got a, a credit where credit is due to do a comic that is about a crew a true crime podcast is pretty genius, my man. Like, because all them white girls are going to be getting your comic book because they go think it's one of those true life crime books, man. They're going to be hot to death on that thing. You know that's true. You know, the sad part is if... Uh... I'm not going to give spoilers, but if they do go to a certain location and find a body, I think I'm going to be fucked. <laughs> right, Christmas? Yes, you're fine. Yeah. Right. And we were, we were trying to brainstorm like merch or something to do like, you know, for the other tiers on the, on the Kickstarter. And it was like, well, our story like doesn't really lend itself to like fun stickers. But then it was like, wait, like, why don't we just like do the merch for the podcast within the comic, you know, and have like the, yeah. Um, have like the coffee mug and the sticker and the, yeah. you know, the podcast nonsense for that. Listen, if you guys want to, you can send me some scripts and I'll try to produce your podcast. <laughs> like I, I will make that happen for you because I've, I don't listen to a lot of the murder shows. I only listened to one and that was enough for me. And Mario, you would like this one because you're obsessed with Los Angeles. Did you listen to Root, uh, Root of Evil? I did, and I went to the Hodel house. Yo, how crazy was Root of Evil, son? <laughs> oh, that was so wild. Dude, it was nuts, Kevin. I don't know if- I haven't, like, I haven't heard it. Root of Evil, oh. is it's the story of the Black Dahlia murder. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And so I, I'm a, I knew of the Black Dahlia murder because I'm a huge James Elroy fan. Like James Elroy is my dude. Like that's, he is the pinnacle of like crime fiction writers for me. Like he's the guy. So I, I read Black Dahlia a long time ago and a friend of mine was like, you gotta listen to this podcast. And it was the creepiest shit I've ever heard before in all my days. Yeah, I think that guy did it, honestly, Dr. Hodel. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's no doubt in my mind listening to that podcast. Yeah, that guy did it. I mean. Right. His son, who is a police officer, is convinced that he did. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh! How did your spoilers for everyone? Kevin, do your, <laughs> Kevin, do your, I mean the podcast has been out for like two years. I mean, so yeah. it's it's one of those things that if you haven't listened to it, do yourself a favor and download. It's called Root of Evil. It is about the Black Dahlia murder. It is fucking nuts. The, the first time I listened to it, I was driving back from Heroes, um, on a lonely, dark, desolate. Uh, stretch of like country road in Ohio. Oh, no. And like, I'm listening to this podcast, like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. I know. it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh man, it's, it's the creep. It's, it's so creepy and so weird and so good. And the fact that you guys are tapping into like this, this, this phenomenon of true crime podcast is it's genius. Like it, it really Thank is you. genius. Like, where did the idea come about? Like, how did you start kicking this thing around? Tell me all about the development of it. Um, well, on, on my end, honestly, I I wrote this during Thanksgiving. Um, and around that time, I was watching a lot of Coen's Brothers movies and I was watching the Fargo TV series. And uh, I listened to a podcast called Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, which is okay. a conspiracy podcast, but they don't really, you know, go in off the deep end. They just kind of more debunk things or approach things from a journalistic standpoint. And uh, I don't know, some sometime when someone was passing the mashed potatoes, they just the idea hit me and I excused myself and I started writing down as much as I could. Uh, people thought it was rude during Thanksgiving to just, you know, be on my phone, but you know, here we are now. So yeah. Right. Screw them. Um, yeah, sometimes you got to pass on the mashed potatoes to get out the true crime. So yeah. get out my face, grandma. I'm writing this comic. <laughs> I'm tripping. What you worried about? Go ahead, Andy. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh yeah. So no, it was like around the time you sent that to me, um, 
I've been really getting into like more crime fiction and in the back of like in the back material on an issue of criminal, they had done an essay on blood simple. And then um, Phillips had done some art like in tribute to blood simple. And so I kind of, I, I, you know, I knew big Lebowski and um, a couple other Coen brothers movies, but I hadn't dug into like their crime stuff too much and then got completely obsessed with blood simple. So it was just like this really nice, like coincidence of like, Oh, we're both like kind of tapping into the same thing. And, and, and the crazy part is Blood Simple was their first film. I know. Like, how do yeah. you make how do you make a perfect movie your first you movie? The ground running. Yes, <laughs> it's a, it's insane. So yeah, so for those that don't know that, and uh, Andy, you can tell us what's the book about because Mario just let's let's hear from Andy Michael, the artist of, mm-hmm. of 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 Fog Line. Tell us what the book's about. So the book's about somebody who gets away with an accidental murder and sort of goes along with their life, and then. Decades later, uh, that murder becomes the subject of their grandson's favorite true crime podcast. And as the episodes are getting more and more heated, they're getting more and more closer to uncovering the truth of what happened at the murder. And so the subject of our story starts freaking out and maybe has to go, you know, dig that body up and see if anybody beat him to it. Oh, wow. That's cool. Now, now this sounds like something that would be so attractive to a publisher. Like, did you pitch this thing anywhere? Like, I mean, because if I'm a publisher, I'm thinking like, this is this is gold, man. Like, because everybody be loving them true crime podcasts. Yeah, uh, no, I, I did not approach any publisher. Um, honestly, I just sent the script to Andy as kind of like a buddy to read the script. I send him random things from here and there. And he liked it. And we just kind of hit the ground uh, running. You know, he hoped that I would ask him to draw it. And I think you drew what, like 14, 20 pages now? Yeah, I knocked out the first five just to have for promotional stuff like that. And then, um, you know, like, I, I wouldn't say I'm a slow artist, but like, like, big time day job and like, ha- just had a kid like a year ago and all this stuff where it's like, to me, I'm just so busy, but like to everybody else, the effect is the same as if I'm slow. So it's like, it's been half of it's in the can and I'm really eager to get back and knock the rest of it out now. Um, but yeah, about 17 in the can and ready to go. So yeah, how- he's- Sorry. Um, I was going to ask how long are we looking for something like this? Uh, 30 pages. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. So if you got, you got half of it done, it's not yeah. like you were going to say like 466 pages. <laughs> we'll see you in 2024. When I... <laughs> and that's part of the reason why we didn't pitch is because this is a short, this is a shorter story. It's mm-hmm. more, it's a shorter one and done type thing. That's not quite as sexy or appealing to publishers who are looking, let's say an issue or four issues, three issue minimums for a mini series. I mean, we could have dragged it out. We wanted to, but I felt that the story really told itself in that shorter run. That's cool. But I mean, dude, I mean, you're tapping into like the pop culture here. Like you're right in the vein of it, dude. Like I, I firmly believe that if it wasn't for like the murder mystery podcast thing, people wouldn't give a shit. I think that really put podcasting (laughs) on the map. Like, fuck a joe rogan like yeah. you know all that shit. it's it's when they podcasts were crossed over that's when they crossed over when i was hanging out at my kid's school talking to the moms on the playground and they were like did you hear the latest episode of so-and-so podcast i'm like word like you guys are listening to a podcast i remember when podcast was almost like a dirty word but <laughs> it just kind of like the new york times started doing them and everybody freaked out this thing is it's a really great idea thanks i kind of like bugged mario a little bit i was like when we were brainstorming, I said like, you know, like, oh, we could do like the merch from the podcast. It was like, wait, we could like, if we want to like knock out a, a crime story of any length, like we can, you know, use this as like the common thread that like, 
you know, what, you know, like tangentially related or the subject of a podcast in some way, like we can use this podcast as like the thread to tie together all kinds of crime fiction if we want to like yeah. keep going in this direction. Yeah, like you could almost do it like a Fargo style series, you know, like the, the, the podcast is called Fogline and you're going to tell different stories that come up on this podcast. And that's super brilliant. Yeah. Andy, you're onto something, man. Yeah. <laughs> you really are. All that Googling you do at your day job really pays oh, off. I can see that. All, all Googling. You have no idea. Like so, <laughs> so, so what's the weirdest? Because you, you said you work for a law firm and you're, you're like a Google dude. So what's the weirdest thing you ever had to Google for your law firm? Or are you at liberty to say? I mean, like, I'll say like a couple jobs ago, like I got to see, um, like we did a lot of, like movie business stuff and so like i got to see like the contracts and stuff for like um the american godzilla movies nice. and i saw like they licensed all these characters and i was like they'll never do all of those characters and then like <laughs> you know, smash cut five years later it's like godzilla king of the monsters and they threw everybody in that movie um so once in a while i get to see cool stuff like that um and then kind of one of the things that sucks is like um there's like a company that has like a viral marketing campaign for their like all organic, super healthy body soap um, that's very, very annoying and very, very grating. And I had to Google them for business reasons. And now all of my ads all the time are like, hey, it's this soap again, you know? And it's just like, that stuff bleeds into my digital life. Hey, you stinky mofo, check out this soap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the time. That's awesome. You need to wash off some crime scene evidence from your, <laughs> from your fog line. Like, <laughs> buy our soap. <laughs> Well, yeah, now I get to do like, you know, like, uh, what's, you know, Googling decomposition and stuff. So I'm like, man, I got the, the FBI agent assigned to me is like real, you know, on his toes right now. <laughs> what is this dude up to? He's a maniac. He's going to murder the Cohen brothers. <laughs> you got to stay on private mode all the time. Huh? Yeah. Well, that's only for pornography. Let's be honest. That's all we use that for. Google made that for everybody. That was like, that was Google's Christmas present to all the perverts out there. <laughs> So, so you guys got this thing, uh, a fog line. That's what it's called. Yes, yes. Uh, I've seen the kicks. I've seen the Kickstarter preview. When are you guys launching this bad boy? When is this going to happen? Yeah, it's going to happen on Monday, June seventh. Uh, it is. I'm thinking time zones. 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, 3 p.m. British summertime, and 7 a.m. Uh, Western or Pacific. British summertime. And that's What's British that's... summertime. I've never heard of British summertime. You just. He just making shit up now. <laughs> he, Mario, Mario's fancy as shit. He just in British summertime. He's British like, summertime. Because you need Brit to say that with like with like Harry Styles' "Watermelon Sugar" playing behind you or something. Like, and then you have like. I like, will say that's a great song. Like, there's I mean, you just, there's no it, denying that's it, a good ass song. It just sounds like it's a good song. summertime. Like, it's, good yeah, song. <laughs> it's la it's clearly last summer. It's last summer's jam. <laughs> Is it last summer's jam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're about as. I missed behind. it completely because I'm I mean, an old ass man. Well, it's, it's a gap it's been year. Last summer for like a year. That's what I was gonna say, Mario. You're exactly right. It's a gap year. Last summer didn't count. Like any of that songs that came out last summer, they don't count because nobody got to rock them. Yeah. Okay. No. Like you we're know? still doing the 2020 Olympics. No one's batting an eye on that. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with the Euros. We're still doing the 2020 Euros for the European soccer teams. It's still 2020 in everybody's mind, you know. So you're good, Harry Styles. You fine. You fine. So so I gained a year somehow. Like I I, I didn't age last year. That's no, awesome. you're good. So so what are you guys offering as rewards for this Kickstarter, man? Like, are you gonna have old men come to my house and try to murder me? Is that, is that one of them? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe stretch goal, but uh, <laughs> we got some cool things that Andy's got working. On. Andy, you came up with some really good ideas if you want to talk about we, we the have higher ones. 
I mean, like, there's some, um, I mean, like, it's not like that unusual for this kind of thing, but we have, you know, there's like, I think 10 pages up for grabs, so you can get a copy and an original page of art. That's cool. Uh, nice. And the thing that's really cool is we're kind of doing casting for two of the roles in the book. So you can bid to be kind of one of like, one's like late yeah. staff and one's a police officer. That's and so cool. you could bid to have your likeness and have a cameo in the comic. That's pretty fun. They are integral characters though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> They're they, going to they be several pages. You, you, can be, you can be your own Cohen brothers. They got us working in ships, you know, like yeah. cop yeah. in the background of this thing. That's pretty rad. <laughs> that's my favorite part of Leeds. <laughs> All right, so that's a pretty sweet reward. So you can be an actual character in this book. And Mario, the script's done. Like you guys are ready to rock and roll with this thing. You're moving on. It's gonna be it's gonna be great, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Hernan Guardes. I cannot pronounce his last name, but he's editing right now. Okay. Um, I know the script is done, but he's relooking it over. Uh, I think a couple of months ago, two months ago, when he came on board, he looked at the script, and he and Andy had some notes and. I went through and made those changes. Uh, I got kind of stuck on one part and Andy did a great job of, you know, kind of helped me break through the ice. So I gave him a co-writer credit for the entire book because Whoa, uh, that's, I hey, don't think it would be what it is without him on that. Andy, that's where the big money starts coming in, buddy. We just hey, wait. I, I sincerely appreciate that. And like the thing about comics that, I mean, I think, you know, like all of us that are into comics are like at least a little bit into it for this reason, but like, unless you're like, you know, a complete auteur doing the solo ride, but like, that collaboration when you get something that like is you know something that neither of you could have come up with on your own and like that kind of sweet spot where it's like so and so and so and so are storytellers not yeah. necessarily you know written by drawn by like that's like that's the that's comics for me i also I, I wonder why it doesn't really like comics don't have like a tv writer's room vibe to it like mm. because when you're in the process of doing it like when we've done books in the past our editor we work with chaz pangburn he's a wonderful guy um, but like he comes up with lines of dialogue. I come up with lines of dialogue. Kevin comes up with lines of dialogue. So it is, you know, almost like a writer's room vibe. And even on some of the other projects, like writer, like the, the artists will come up with stuff. Well, what if he said this here? So sometimes it feels almost, almost phony to be like written by Bob and Kevin. Cause it's not like it's, it, there's so many more people involved. Why don't you think they, they have like the writer's room approach to, to credits in a comic? Um, I think it depends on the company. I know, uh, dc when they did what 52 and yeah. uh countdown they were doing writers rooms um but i think each creator had their own character that was in that maxi series more so than just everyone yeah, they, like, they jammed like, on the big picture and like pitched in here and there and then everybody kind of took a chunk of it i think but um no i think a lot of it is just you know the editors go on the retreat i mean i can only speak for the big two really but the, like the editors go on the retreats the creators and then they brainstorm storylines and pitches and then that gets assigned out to the creators and then the creators go on from there and you know write the story so i don't know kind of both worlds really the more i think about it and like i'm, I'm really digging strange adventures right now where it's um the two dudes doing the art and like you have like that sort of like i've, I've never seen it where it's like the other way around because like you, like you've seen a little bit of like more writers and you know funneled through one artist this is like the one writer funneled through two artists and it's been so much fun to they kind of see how they both tackle the material. Yeah, I really like the idea of multiple artists working on a book because then you can do it's I imagine it'd be so much easier to do flashbacks that way. Cause well this this person just handles all that stuff and, and shit and shit like that, you know. It's kind of a bummer when you're reading like big two books and like 
you know, for whatever reason, some artist draws the last six pages of it or the middle six or whatever. And like, I'm sure that's all scheduling and whatever, but like when they do that on purpose, like that's something only comics can do. Like the uh, Lemire Smallwood uh, Moon Knight run, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, when in, in, when Moon Knight's other personalities took over, like another artist tagged in to draw those. Yeah. And so like James Stokoe like drew the hell out of like this space werewolves chunk where he like lost his mind and, you know, thought he was like an outer space werewolf. And it was like, only comics can do that. So like you have to lean into that as much as you can. That's cool. One of my first comics was um, with Epilogue, which is a romantic comic. And it's about two exes who meet randomly on a train station. And I told the art, I've worked with multiple artists on this and I told them, you get the top half of the page, the other person gets the bottom half of the page. So that way we can tell the present day story at the top of them talking and in the bottom half would be their memories, uh, you know, the memories that are going through their heads as they're just, you know, randomly speaking to one another. So we can see the story of how their relationship started, blossomed, withered and ended. Man, that's some artsy. That's some artsy shit, Mario. Like, <laughs> that is nice. Yeah, you need one of those. You need like a beret or some shit, one of those director chairs or some shit. You coming up with stuff like that, Mario? You ain't, you ain't messing around, Jack. Ooh, I try know. to grow my hair out so I can put the ponytail through the hat. It's but it's, it's, it's really so. it's it's really hard though. As a guy, my I've been growing my hair out now because I haven't gotten a haircut since the pandemic started. There's no, it doesn't work. The ponytail's not a thing. It takes so long. And you have nice hair. You got a nice look with the glasses and the hair. You got a nice thing going on, Mario. Thank you. I just got a haircut today. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to show this online, so don't block this out. <laughs> What's wrong? What's wrong? Did, you, did, your, did the barber mess up your hair? Something looks nice. No, I kind of uh, lampoon all the people who say fresh haircut picture. So I say, just got a haircut, not showing a picture. Uh, <laughs> well, to be I fair, do, yeah, I mean, that gets more attention sometimes. It does. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're an attention whore and you just want yeah, it all for yeah. yourself. Hey, man, that's <laughs> you're in the right business, baby. And you're running a Kickstarter. Now's the time, Jack. You got to build a mystique, right? It does. And, I mean, and mystique is something we all need. You just do a tear, see Mario's haircut. Oh, you can go to the barber with Mario C and keep it clean and do some talking and stuff. That'd be hot, right? Uh, there's a lot of talk at the barbershop. There is. There is. Now, do you, do you actually go to like a real deal, like old school barbershop, or do you go to like a fancy pants salon? No, not anymore. My guy died. Uh, oh, so snap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. That's, he was old. <laughs> that's, that's quite a loss, um, though. To lose a hair, to lose your hair cutter, that's a, that's a bummer. Yeah, Marino. He's an old guy from Brooklyn. So naturally, we had a big connection and he passed away. And I just go to uh, Great Clips because <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Just give me a one and a half. Get out of here. All right. Now, now, when your old barber, how did he do it? Like, did he, was he like, did he have the, the clippers that had the vacuum attached to it? Because I know that was, that's very popular with the old guys. No, no Roger <laughs> Rabbit stuff, but he did have the straight razor and he had, uh, yeah, you know, like he would go in there with the comb and the straight razor and just chop it up that way. Yeah. He didn't use the clippers. Well, no, he used the clippers to straighten up the lines a little bit. Okay. That was rare. Then he did the hot towel for the shave. Nice. That, oh, sounds, nice. that sounds fancy. He's probably given haircuts in heaven with the guy like that. That sounds awesome. Because I, like yeah. I said, I had an old dude barber who had the, the clippers with the hose on it. And he would, he did one, he did one haircut and he did that shit tight. Like he, he did everybody's hair the same way, but everybody looked like a million bucks. It was $6. Like you can't beat that. You know, I actually have no idea how much this guy charged. He never told anybody. We just gave him two twenties, and that was the end. Everyone wow. gave two twenties, so I was like, all right, I guess that's what we do." Yeah, what if the haircut was only like five bucks, Mario? Think of all the money you lost. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, like you I never, you never asked. Like, hey, man, how much? This is forty bucks is a lot for a haircut. 
Yeah, well, he's old, so you know. But if anything, it it should, if anything, it should be cheaper because he's old. Because you know, he's old. What does he need the money for? Medicaid, all that stuff. <laughs> His bills. He's not wrong. That's true. <laughs> now you were going to say something about your haircutter in heaven, um, which sounds like a really shitty Eric Clapton song. But I cut you off. So what were you going to say about haircuts in heaven? Do you remember you were going to say something? Haircuts in heaven, Mario. Me? No, yeah. not me. Oh, I thought you, you said. Me. I think you said he was up and he was given heaven, given haircuts in heaven. Maybe I, you know, I don't remember what I said two minutes ago. <laughs> you know what? You're per, you're perfect for podcasting. This will this will work out great. Have you ever thought of starting your own podcast? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, if this isn't going to be in, yeah, we got something going. But it's going to be a scripted one. A word. Yeah. Nice. Now, who are you doing this thing with? Um, I'm just going to reach out to a few friends who are in different professions, but I want to do a scripted podcast called "Who Are You Again." And I'm just going to just be some forgetful guy who's always coming in off of something. Like you have to get dragged in from watching a TV show or watching the car or some crap. He's not prepared for the podcast at all. Okay. <laughs> and it's just like, all right, who who are you? You know, what what are we doing talking? That sort of thing. I dig that. I dig that. That's cool. I have a friend who's a soccer player and we're going to uh, really have a fun time with the uh, – the differences between football and football because he's from you know europe so. okay. and he calls it football i call it your football too it's he calls very, it football yeah it's so. very confusing around my house sometimes because people don't know what football i'm talking about but it's like dude i don't watch the ones where guys beat their wives and have ter- traumatic brain injuries and shit like that i watch the european football where guys roll around on the ground and pretend they're dead um i don't know about that first segment i've seen the brazilians dude some of the yeah the Brazilians aren't as bad as some of those uh, some of those uh, some of those American football players man that shit's tough those guys are pretty fucking crazy. I had to stop watching the NFL because of some of the stuff that was happening in elevators and things that were happening to children. I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm not watching this shit anymore. Is Mario frozen? I don't know. He might be. Or he's looking at us very judgy. I can't figure out which one it is. I'm gonna say it's a little bit of both. I think Mario froze. I think Mario froze. Yeah. Or he's really good at keeping still. Well, let's talk to let's talk to Andy. Andy, how did you hook up with Mario? How long have you guys known each other? Yeah, a couple of years. Um, I think like uh, like a lot of the people in like our kind of uh, comics peer group were kind of they asked how we met Mario. Welcome back. All right. Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. I got canceled right away for saying that Brazilian joke. <laughs> you just froze. I'm the best possible face. I know that's not good podcast content, but it did freeze on a very good face. You froze. You froze on a very judgy face, like. <laughs> and I was like, "Is Mario judging me right now? Like, I'm trying to figure this out. Like, is he? Where is he at? Where are we at? Right? Are me and Mario beefing right now? Like, this is this is real?" But then we we're like, "Oh, he's frozen." But then we moved over to Andy about how long have you guys known each other and all that. Yeah, shit. Mario, if you have a better answer, let me know. But I think like we just kind of like kind of are kind of in the same orbit and like just kind of knew each other through osmosis and like became pretty quick friends and collaborators. And uh, last year, Mario put together an anthology called Tales from the Pandemic. Um, and I did a short with him and there was our first collaboration. And then just like, yeah, Mario sent me cool stuff to read. And, you know, whenever people send me cool stuff to read, I'm always like, hey, do you want me to just feel like this is great? Or do you want like notes? Um, and with Mario, it's always been like a really cool communication to like kind of get under the hood of his stories. Um, and then when I read uh, Fogline, it was like, man, I kind of hope he asked me to draw that. It's, it's pretty dope. Um, and he did. There you go. Yeah, That's I think a- two years now, right? 2019? Yeah. Yeah, 2019. I, yeah, I think um, I did some jams with Brent Harshman, another writer, and I think you and Brent knew each other. 
Um, and then I think like you came out to LA before we knew each other and then randomly ran into Brent. Um, like, and then Brent, um, it's like that, that kind of made it all like more real, you know, like, yeah. like, Oh, these are human people that interact. That's a story and a half, man. Um, <laughs> so this is a weird story. I was at uh, fat Sal's on Highland, which is, um, which is a kind of like a late night eatery. And have you guys ever seen, um, get shorty on epics? Yes. Okay. You know the boss Amara. Okay. Yes. Yeah, she was there eating. And I was like, told my wife, like, oh shit, that's Amara from Get Shorty, right? So we're getting geeking out, and I must looked over, and I hear someone yelling Mario. Now this is Los Angeles. I guarantee it's Mario as soon as you throw a brick at someone. But <laughs> <laughs> then, um, so I wasn't paying attention to it, and as I go out to the parking lot, I took a selfie with the Fat Sal's sign. I saw a pop up from Twitter, like Brent's, like, are you a Fat Sal's? It's like, oh shit, <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this? What are the odds that I know someone? So. As I was geeking out over this one actress, he was looking at me like, oh shit, that's Mario. <laughs> wow, that's a weird, that's a weird little connection, man. Yeah. It's very Cohen Brothers over a sandwich. So it's yeah, that's yeah. a very Cohen Brothers situation that you were in right there. Fat Sal sandwiches, no joke. Um, they're called fat sandwiches. They stuff everything in there, including the French fries. Oh okay. wow. That, yeah, it, it's one of those where the menu is like here's sandwich A, here's sandwich B, here's sandwich C, and then here's sandwich A plus B, A plus C, and then here's the ABC sandwich <laughs> and fries on top. You know, oh, like sounds kind of crazy. That's, yeah, and, and, that's and they make vegan food. Oh, that's nice. You can get vegan fries on your sandwich and vegan stuff. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you expect that kind of in Los Angeles, though, the vegan. Of course. Food. Yeah. I guess we, good, we got some good vegan joints out here. But I guess vegan now is kind of it's it's worldwide, Jack. It's like Pitbull. Everybody loves vegan. I mean, like out here, like you just treat it like any other <laughs> cuisine where it's like, oh, like we could do vegan tonight, you know. And like there's a couple of really dope places around here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, let's go out and get a curry. Let's go out and get some yeah. Mediterranean, Ethiopian. Now let's do vegan. <laughs> That's the option. Let's do vegan. I mean, I, I like I like vegan bakeries. I've always been a big fan. Like, I think it's good, man. That's awesome. So I take it you then, uh, Andy, are in Los Angeles. Yes, yes. Yeah, I grew up, I'm kind of from all over the Midwest. And then um, I think next year it'll, I'll be in LA longer than I was in any one place before. So I was like, oh, shit, does that mean like I'm from LA now? I guess, uh, yeah. yeah. How's that How's that working out for you? You look- I was going to ask, do you like it? Yeah. I, I kind of love LA. I mean, it's like, it's beautiful and prohibitively expensive, um, <laughs> but you're kind of like, you're an hour from fucking anything. Like there's so much cool stuff in LA and so much passes through. And then like, I was always kind of obsessed with like, like, like I lived in Chicago for a bit. And like, you know, when you see Chicago in the movies a little bit, you'd be like, oh, I know where that is. And like LA, like every fucking commercial, every TV show ever, it's always like, oh, where is that? Where is that? And then um, <laughs> so just as like sort of like a, a dork movie fan, uh, like nobody here cares. Um, but as like a dork movie fan from like Indiana, it's very exciting to be like, hey, that's like, you know, where I parked my car when I went to work. <laughs> but I took, I took the uh, Warner Brothers and Universal like studio tours Mm -hmm. And they took, like, they take you to, like, this fake town where, like, they filmed everything. Like, they show you, like, in Friends, when they do, like, the Central Park episode, they're literally running around, like, this one circle of grass in this fake town for, like, a whole episode and calling it Central Park. And it's, like, that has completely ruined every TV show and movie for me. Because I'm, like, that's that fake fucking town. Like, I see it everywhere. <laughs> and it just, like, completely ruins the immersion of anything. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> But I mean, you're yeah. living you're living your big dream out there, man. You're a, you're a Los Angeles Los Angeles Los Angeles. What do they call you, people? Angelinos. That's right, Angelinos. Angelinos. Yeah. 
Works well, man. That's awesome. Los Angeles. And Mario, you love Los Angeles. Yes, that's like your dream place. Uh, yes and no. Um, people <laughs> ask me why I don't move there. And I say because I like my uh, cost of living in Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. You know? mm-hmm. It affords me to be able to go to Los Angeles a few times a year and, you know, just relax. But uh, yeah, no, I, I love Los Angeles. Um, manifest destiny sort of type thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm from New York City, you know, uh, my family came to America, we settled in New York, and it seems every generation someone else is moving further away, further west. So maybe someday I'll end up out there, but hopefully my kids will. As a native New Yorker myself, I feel like that that's what happens is like you you live in New York for like a good a good chunk of your life and then you're like, I've had enough of New York, and then you leave and then you long for things that are in New York, certain things like pizza or uh Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or bagels uh you long for these things that that were in new york uh but but you're glad to not be in new york it's a very strange like love hate relationship that you have with with nyc if if you are from new york so all the transplants in la have got you though i mean you go to Cantor's deli you can get all the same you know pastrami and all those good sandwiches good bagels can't get good pizza anywhere uh i've tried can't get pizza anywhere uh, i've made peace with la pizza because like if you want like no real pizza it's like kind of not the thing or like when you think of like oh we should order a bunch of pizzas for the big game like there's no pizza out here that like fits that bill but like when you come like i've come to accept that like la pizza is like it's going to be on this really bready crust that's like super delicious there's going to be broccolini on it it's 28 dollars, but like for for (laughs) that it's so good it's like you work for the chamber of commerce of los angeles pizza or something like i really (laughs) did michael bay all the good stuff yeah yeah los angeles this place sounds great i love broccolini (laughs) that was the selling place there's this pizza place on malibu right off the 101 that uh, it's the only pizza place in town and it costs i think 70 bucks for my wife and i to get two pies what yeah you know that until they rung us up we're like oh i guess this is the cost of pizza out here were they made of gold? Like, did they? Yeah. I guess did you so. close the box and the pizzas reappeared when they were gone? Like, that's ridiculous. Uh, that is that's a nutso price for pizza. Yeah, I'll take my Midwest life over you, city folk, any day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they one so of the late night things. We were, we were starving and we were in Malibu and there's nowhere else to go. I don't want to spend 45 minutes driving to town. So it's like, all right, let's get pizza. This place is still open. And you know, you, they had us by the short and curly. You paid for the conven- you paid for the convenience of it. Yeah. All right. So you guys have your Kickstarter coming out um, Monday when the episode drops. Um, how much you are you nervous? How much are you asking for? Are you scared? Are you shaking in your boots over there? Uh I am. Um, just because I know how stressful it is to run a Kickstarter. I mean, it's not the most expensive, the highest goal in the world of seven thousand dollars. But it's uh, not bad. You'll blow a good goal. You'll blow right through that. I feel like I'm going to be nervous about it all the way up until probably the last week. <laughs> and then once I reach the goal, I'm going to be like, all right, fuck it. No more campaigning. I'm done. So are you, are you the guy that constantly checks the Kickstarter or would that be Andy? Which one of you guys constantly is going to be checking the Kickstarter? It's, I mean, it's like, Mario. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I got I kick was, track going. And, yeah. so there was a often to the sunset anthology that Brent that I mentioned earlier put together. Um, and I have a five page jam with him in there. And the goal for that was like 20K. And it was like, you know, halfway there immediately. And then like kind of nothing for a while. And so like, I was just constant refresh. And like, I'm super online at my day job. And so like, I always just sort of have Twitter on like in the background of everything that's going on. 
and like you know then it was like kickstarter going on and then like man like the relief that on the last in the last day it was like it's gonna be such a long day and it hit that goal like immediately on the last day and it was like what do yeah. i do with all this nervous energy and cookies that i like prepared <laughs> yeah i was there with you man that was rough you got 10 percent extra too yeah you yeah. guys made your goal on that one so i mean you're riding a hot streak you might as well see this thing out i think you guys are gonna be okay i got a good feeling uh, so this kickstarter launches on monday um there's some so, uh, so you can be drawn into the book which sounds fun uh good stuff man again I, I can't stress it enough this is a really really great idea congratulations to the both of you, you. i think you guys are on to something man i'm telling you man white people love the murder podcast you guys are gonna be so fresh you're gonna be at cons and like all the white girls with the pink stuff on and like all that shit they're gonna be like where's mario i want him to sign my book you're gonna be so famous you're gonna be so you're gonna be so white people famous mario it's gonna be awesome like for real hopefully you don't go through my twitter i'll get canceled super quick no you'll be fine you'll be fine he'll be fine uh andy anything else you'd like to add my friend where can we find you on social media andy sure on twitter i am at andy michael art um on instagram i am at big apple 3 a.m and uh bendycomics.com is the website but yeah mario where can we find you my man yeah i uh i i lurk twitter on uh the other mario c on twitter and uh on instagram you could find me for recycled tweets at another mario c and uh yeah my website is the other mario c.com there you go man you, you guys are doing well i'm from proudy i'm happy for you this is gonna be a good book i got good feelings i don't know i got good feelings I'm just saying, yeah, it's, it's a good idea, man. It's really well, uh, well done. Well done, boys. So this book will be out. Uh, Kickstarter launches today because this episode is out on Monday. So this episode, this will launch today. Hit it up. Just go to Kickstarter and search Fogline, correct? Correct. Yeah. Sure. F-O-G right. space L-I-N-E. There you go, guys. Thank there you so is. much for coming on. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate it. Of course, yeah, of course. You. Hit record because Andy is running a Kickstarter. I had no idea people could cancel, which is oh. the worst feeling in the whole wide world. Like the canceling is the is worse oh. than than failing your goal because somewhere yeah. you're just like, what what happened? Like why don't they like me anymore? Oh, I, do, I do pictures, not logistics, man. Like I, I did not know how any of this works. Mario, explain to him the 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 Pratt Falls and the the crushing defeat that is someone canceling their pledge. It's the worst. Yeah. Um, you will see that negative drop. Uh, if you follow some websites like KickTrack with Q, they show you like how many followers or how many pledges you have in a dollar amount. And sometimes you'll see oh, that no. negative red one. Yeah, and that's yeah. just someone saying, "No, I disagree." Now and let me ask you. Exactly. Let me let me ask you a question, Andy. I do this too. Do you all do you, do you ever wonder go like? did they find another Kickstarter better than this one? Like, oh. <laughs> what happened? Did they not like us anymore? I, I feel when someone cancels a pledge, oh I feel like they're breaking up with me. Like I still get that, like, what did I do wrong? How can I fix this? It's because you're so in love with the idea. So I think that that's, a, I think that follows through for everyone that does Kickstarter. I think that you're in love with the idea and they're like, how could they not love me anymore? Like this idea I felt like was yeah. stellar. Like, am I wrong? Like, oh no. It's no. like they're, they're, they're Kickstarter <laughs> yeah. cheating on you, man. Like I know that I know they emotional were, deaths I had not prepared for. I, I knew they I knew they went to go see Keanu Reeves. I knew it. <laughs> I they think you'll get that. someone. 
who will pledge a hundred bucks would be great, but it won't hit you as much as the person who cancels that five dollars. Yeah, it just yeah. sucks, dude. Because because it's all about building positive momentum. And the weird part is, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this, Mario, because you're a veteran of Kickstarter like we are. I noticed that the cancellation comes in waves. It's like you'll just get like you'll get one, and then there'll be two more on top of that one, and then the, you'll have days where you're just in the negative. Like, how did we lose forty five bucks today? And that's the worst <laughs> feeling. Like, we're going backwards here, man. Going backwards. <laughs> oh, the worst is when you see your daily average needed, and <laughs> you're just keeping track of that every yeah. day. Yeah. All right. Only, it starts out small. I only need thirty dollars a day, and then it's like, oh shit, I need four hundred dollars every day for the next three days. I need six thousand dollars a day to fund this fucking gig. Then <laughs> <laughs> you turn into like a like a crack addict, just looking to sell your mom's VCR. <laughs> So it was the worst, Andy. Yes. So just just so you know, like 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 the fact that Mario's going to check it all the time, you're going to be hearing all the time. Like it's a good thing that you're so far apart on the coast because like he will text you at three a.m. most likely. Yeah, but it'll it'll only be like twelve there. So yeah, he like, texts me in the middle of the night, I'll like just be going to bed. Yeah, yeah. that's why I keep my honestly, I keep my phone in another room. I I don't oh. sleep within the bedroom. That's oh, cool. that's, that's wonderful. Smart. That's a good that's idea. Yes. That's a good idea. But yes. do you find yourself getting up and going into that room? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm old, man. I got a piss late at night all the time. Like, you're, you got a big prostate. That, I love I it. got That's the same you problem. Now. Yeah, it's the same. yeah it's, you can't help it sometimes. But Just got to pee. I will tell you this. Sucks my head. Sorry. If you are peeing a lot at night, maybe stop drinking coffee. I stopped drinking coffee. It really helped. I'm just saying. Yeah? Yeah. The I don't drink coffee. Oh, then I think they must have the prostate like the size of a basketball. Yeah, I should probably get that checked out. Yeah, I might want to go have a go have a physical Mario. <laughs> it's I didn't stop drinking coffee. It doesn't matter what I do. It's I'm just still gonna pee. So it's one of those things. I'm just telling you, the coffee really helped. Like I stopped it. It's been nice. So I, just I can't. That, there's no way I'd function in the morning at all. And this how is, do you get back to zero? <laughs> <laughs> My zero is with coffee. Like that's where I get to zero. Like yeah. that's where I get there. Without it, I would just be sunk for the whole yeah. day. No, like, I just wake up naturally. I just, I don't do coffee. Um, wow. I do orange juice ah. and my internet connection is unstable. So I don't know if you guys can hear this. I can't no, we, we got you. Yeah. You're okay. good. You do orange I, juice I and unstable I have to set an alarm clock like across the room to like physically yeah. force myself to get up and deal with being human. I, I just, I love the idea of Mario just waking up naturally. Like he just lays there and his eyes open because it is time to rise. Yes. <laughs> My wife hates it. She, she does coffee. I do orange juice, you know. Hey, freshly squeezed Mario Condelaria. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. All right. Well, uh, that we just wanted to share the terrors and horrors of Kickstarter with you, Andy. I was, I was so naive and hopeful. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad, I'm glad we crushed that for you, man. I really am. Yeah. I do have a question for you guys. Do you guys do the collaborator thing? Like, you know, um, like if it's on one of your emails, does it go to both you guys or how does that work? Yeah, it does. We do the collaborator. Okay. Do you guys both get alerts for the um, for pledges given and dropped and such? Kevin, do you get those? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so Andy, you're gonna get those yeah. as well. Hook, hook me up. I if I'm gonna worry about something, I want to worry about something specific. Yeah, <laughs> I like your attitude, Andy. You got a good attitude. <laughs> You'll go far in this business. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right, that was Mario C. and Andy Michaels. Their book, Fogline, is on Kickstarter right now. Go check that out. It's a really great premise. It's a really great idea. It's it's a true story pod, true story murder podcast comic. I mean, it's wonderful. It's really great. That's a super good idea. It is. Yeah. It's fantastic. Like, I, I, man, I'm telling you, as soon as I saw that, that log line that they put up, I was like, this thing is golden. Like it's going to do so well. So I can't, couldn't be happier for those dudes. Congratulations to them. Um, and their Kickstarter is live right now. Kevin, who do we have on uh, next week, friend? Know that we have anyone on just yet? No, we have um uh, Omar Morales. Oh yes, it is Omar Morales. You're right. Yeah, he's talking. He's going to come on talking about his new book called The uh, Lunar Ladies. Lunar Ladies. Yes. So we'll talk about that, and that'll be a lot of fun. And then Mayhem and Madness. Bro. I mean, that's every week here, bro. It's we, true. We, we specialize in Mayhem and Madness on the Word Bros. It's true. I'm really happy that we got to record with Mario and uh, Andy. You guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast as well. Feel free to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars only, please. If you yeah, either, 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 go one or five. Either love us or hate us. Yeah, like don't, no, no, none of that. Tell us how bad we suck or tell us how great we is. Tell me how bad I suck and I'll be like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, well, dude. Do your own podcast shit for brains. So, yeah, man. So, um, well, actually, no, it don't. There's too many podcasts as, uh, as there is. Yeah, yeah, come, come back and listen to this one. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can follow us on Spotify. Uh, you can rate us on iTunes. Uh, thank you so much. We really enjoy doing it. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.